0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, uh, we got more football content, we got baseball content, music, all that good shit to talk about for today's episode. Now before um, we get into today's episode, uh, I fucked up already um, because the last episode for some reason, uh, I recorded it last Monday, so you know, a week ago uh, from now, and uh it just wasn't releasing the episode on Spotify or any other platform until like Wednesday where I kept seeing that it was like still trying to upload and everything. So on Thursday I re-uploaded the episode and it's now on Spotify. Now the thing was is that I thought initially it was a new episode that I released, but uh the last two episodes that are on Spotify are the same exact episode despite having different titles and different topics. So yeah, the last episode is pretty much the previous episode and everything. Um so yeah, that was on my behalf. I apologize. Um so for that, I guess I'm just going to recap just in a in a in a in a very little sentences or whatever just to kind of briefly uh just talk about what I talked about in the last episode because um unfortunately, I did that whole recording for no fucking reason and I put out the wrong thing but it's because I got it confused with all the files and shit because I was basically recording this episode and the other episode and I just got them mixed up and boom, I released both at the same time. And then eventually I deleted one of them and then eventually I released two of the same episodes. So it was a whole mess. Um, I cleaned up my thing though. Now instead of doing that, so to make sure that doesn't fucking happen again, I'm just gonna, once the episode is officially released on Spotify, I'm just gonna delete it from my from my camera roll and that's it. I'm just going to I'm just going to delete it from Photo Booth and everything cuz like I don't want to get it confused or anything. If I got to add it in, I'll do that before it, it uploads. But once it's uploaded, I'm deleting everything. Like fuck that shit and then I'll start brand new. I'm just going to have to do that so I don't get confused with other clips from other episodes and then I fuck it up. Yeah, just to just to make my life a little easier and for y'all to not hear the same episode twice on Spotify like it is now. Um, I could just delete it, but I guess I—I I mean, I could just fucking delete it because it's just two of the same episodes. But either way, um, that's not a big deal. But I will make sure that that won't happen again. That's 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 uh, already an L in my book for here. From from here on out, that will not happen again. But let me just kind of go over a little bit of what I was talking about from the last episode, from the actual last episode. And um, it was just a couple things. So, I mean, first, uh, Bill Russell, unfortunately, passed away at the age of 88. So rest in peace to Bill Russell. Icon, leader, legend, 11-time champion, five-time all-star, one of the most accomplished NBA players of all time. Uh, Really nothing much to say. I mean, Bill Russell speaks for himself. Like, we all know what Bill Russell is. Um, We had Lil Durk uh, back in Chicago um, performing at Lulapalooza, and he had an incident with the Pyrotechnics hitting right directly in his face and he needed uh medical procedures and luckily he is okay but at the moment he is taking a break and he is making sure he is doing just fine taking care of himself and his skin and everything because obviously with the pyrotechnics pretty much almost burning his damn left eye out uh he's gonna need some time to just chill and take it easy um also the copa america the women's copa america finale took off it was brazil and colombia and unfortunately, Brazil they won one nothing. So congrats to Brazil! Yay, boohoo. And the European Championship finale was also going on the next day after for the women's title. It was England and in, in Germany, and then Germany won two to one, um, thanks to a late goal in the in extra time, I believe, in like the one hundredth and eleventh, twelfth minute, something like that. But England they won the title, their first championship, their first Euro, European Championship title. Um, in history or actually no not in history but since the 1960s 1950s it's been a minute it's definitely been a minute um, also utopia potentially not dropping this year because travis has performances in vegas in the upcoming months his first one is going to be in september i believe on the 17th that friday or saturday and he's doing another one the next one will be in october so we don't know whether it says since the since the residency the theme is basically called Road to Utopia. I'm assuming that these are all shows that he's going to perform all of these eight festivals or eight shows uh, before he drops Utopia. So with that already having the second show in October and still six more to go, it's likely that he's not going to drop Utopia, but he could still drop Dystopia, which is the mixtape that he could drop prior to to Utopia. So I still have hope that Dystopia could drop. And maybe songs like Escape Plan or Mafia are in it. Maybe Lost Forever. I mean, Lost Forever is good enough to be on Utopia, honestly. I don't care. That, that shit is, is beautiful in itself. Uh, creepy, but beautiful. Um, so either way, we'll have to see if Travis will really drop with that. Um, also, a couple things. Uh, actually, no, let me finish this. And then I'll, I'll, I'll get into it when we actually get into today's episode. Because right now, I'm still talking about the last episode. Uh, Deshaun Watson was suspended for six games uh, At least for the first six games of the season um, The NFL has hearings That people want him to be suspended for the whole year uh, Of course there are women Out there that want this man out of the league And just have nothing to go For him um, And that's truly you know, your opinion I'm not going to go too much into it um, But yeah he will be suspended for the first six games Of the season And so we'll see what happens in there What he gets back in mid-season form We'll see if he gets back to it um drake had to postpone the young money uh concert because he got covid but it's okay because the concert was actually last week and i'll talk about uh I'll talk about it in a, in literally like two minutes from now because a big announcement came after in, during the concert and i also did uh my f- six nfl teams that i think will improve this season but i think i'm just gonna do that I think I'm just going to do that for today's episode instead uh, because there's a lot to talk about within those teams. I kind of want to elaborate a little bit more of what teams I think are going to improve and decline. And with that, I'm going to also do six quarterbacks that are going to improve and decline. So I'm going to just do four of those things towards the end of the episode. And yeah, that was all that I talked about in the last episode that you did not get to hear about. Uh, but it's okay. Cause some of it, you know, it's, it's, it's all right. It, it, you know, I messed up, but it won't, I'll make sure it won't happen again. Uh, Jesus it's a little dark in here, but you know what? I think we're good. You got, y'all can still see me clearly. Um, or at least somewhat clearly. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, let's get into today's episode. Let's get into today's episode, but let's actually get into today's like news. um, well, let's talk about the Lil Wayne, uh, Nicki Minaj, the Young Money reunion concert that happened last week. So the big announcement was that Lil Wayne will be dropping the Carter Six. He will be car- He will be dropping the Carter Six um, at some point this year, hopefully. And um, I'm super fucking excited, man. The Carter Six. This is an album that I've been waiting for for a minute. Not the longest time in the world, but I've been waiting for New Wayne to drop. You know the whole world stops, and hip hop itself stops, and stuff to just to hear this new Wayne project, and the Carter Six, man. Like this this is iconic. He's five and zero with this uh, with with this series going on. Like there's not a single bad the Carter album. Um, Very very few skips in between those five albums alone, Um, and it's mostly from the first one and maybe like the fourth one. Um, In the second and third. Carter's there's I don't think there's a single skip in the Carter two or three and the five there's a couple skips on on the Carter five but either way I think the Carter six is still going to be a great album definitely going to be one of the best this year hopefully it drops this year though there's no release date or anything but he says it's coming soon we'll see he could drop it before fucking Travis Scott drops Utopia we'll see um but who also is going to be dropping this year is J.I.D. and that has just been confirmed just like an hour ago because he will be dropping the Forever Story on August 26th. Um, so in about three weeks from now, he will be dropping his third studio album. His first since 2018 with DiCaprio 2. Um, and come on, man. I'm too, man. J.I.D.'s flow is one of the best in the game. Very underrated, but that's going to finally break through. Um, I don't think he's going to be... He's not going to have the most mainstream out of the year, but... He is going to have one of the best albums of the year, one of the best records of the year, um, just waiting off of these four-year, you know, wait for for this album. I mean, Joey delivered with 2000, and then of course Kendrick, of course, bodied with Mr. Brown the Big Steppers. They both delivered after four or five-year waits for their albums, and so is just another artist. Same thing with Travis Scott, who's also bringing in as much hype as they can to bring. You know, a lot into their next record. But I think J.I.D. Uh, hopefully is dropping his first classic. Because even with me being a big fan of Decaper 2 and The Never Story. I just don't see them as classics in my eye. But this one. This could be it, man. This is the third album. And usually third albums in most people's discography is like important. I mean Kanye West. Graduation. Travis Scott. World, Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, I mean Take Care. Tra- uh, Drake so it typically it could it could work or, or nothing was the same because that was his third studio album but it, it works man it, it, this, this should be his this is definitely going to be his most important album has to be his best album up to date um, but we're just going to have to see where things go because it's going to be quite complicated um, you know with other artists dropping but we, Joey already dropped um, Kendrick uh, Denzel Benny so we still got some some artists to drop, man. We still got Wayne. We still got J.I.D., Hopefully Lil Baby, um, Uzi for sure, um, Fago, but Fago's gonna drop a cool album. He's not gonna drop an album of the year, but he's gonna drop a cool album. Again, Travis, like I mentioned already, but we don't know. ASAP, I highly doubt it. I'm kind of not really giving too much on the ASAP this year too much. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Yeah, Let's uh, now let's officially get into today's episode. So let's start off with... Uh, MLB scores, let's talk about MLB scores from uh, last week last week I guess, okay so last Monday, let's starting off from August 1st Um, yeah, let's start off from August 1st, okay, so the teams that won on August 1st, the Reds, the Mets the Yankees, the Guardians, the Twins the Orioles, the Red Sox the Royals, the Padres, and the Dodgers they won on Monday, then on Tuesday the Padres, the Reds Pirates, Nationals, Mariners, Blue Jays, uh, Diamondbacks, Braves, Tigers, Cardinals, Orioles, Red Sox, White Sox, Angels, Dodgers, and Padres. They won on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, the Rays, the Braves, the Mariners, the Guardians, the Twins, the Orioles, um, the Orioles, the Orioles, not the Orioles, um, the White Sox, the Astros, the Mets, the Marlins, the Pirates, the A's, the Padres, and the Dodgers—they all won those games on Wednesday. Fun fact: I actually went to the Marlins game on Wednesday. Uh, Sandy Alcantara hit a complete game shutout. I was about to say complete game no hitter—that was not a no hitter—but he did pitch a complete game shutout. Nice. We we won we won the game. You know, we got some good seats. I enjoyed. it. I had a fun time in that Marlins game on uh, on Wednesday, so that was fun. Um, big W for the Marlins, though. Um. Then Thursday, the Pirates, the Cardinals, the Dodgers. Um, what the hell happened there? Oh, low league. Oh, low league home run. Oh shit, grand slam. Oh damn. Wow. Yeah, I'm watching a, a low league game, low league World Series that that just like started a couple days ago, and some kid hit a grand slam. Dope. Hawaii eight to three. Shit, man. That that he hit that shit far though. Damn. He hit that shit far. Wow. All right. These kids got power, man. But anyways, Thursday. Pirates, Cardinals, Dodgers, A's, Rockies, Phillies, Rays, Astros, Mets, Blue Jays, Rangers, Cardinals, and Royals. They won on Thursday. Then Friday, the Cubs, Orioles, Phillies, Rays, Braves, Guardians, White Sox, Brewers, Twins, Red Sox, Cardinals, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, and Angels. They won on Friday. Then Saturday. Saturday. The Mets, the Cubs, the Mariners, the Orioles, the Phillies, the Tigers, the Guardians, the Rangers, the Giants, the Mets, the Blue Jays, the Royals, the Cardinals, the Reds, the Dodgers, the Rockies, and the Angels. They won on Saturday. <clears throat> and then on Wednesday, Wednesday, yesterday, Sunday, Guardians, Pirates, Rays, Phillies, Reds, Blue Jays, Red Sox. Um, they lost, actually, my bad. Cardinals, White Sox, Marlins, Giants. Diamondbacks, Mets, Mariners, and Dodgers—they won yesterday's games on Sunday. Uh, the Giants, the no, it was the Padres and Dodgers. That was Sunday night, Sunday night baseball. And um, yeah, I mean the standings right now. Yankees have been struggling the last couple weeks or last week and a half. I mean to start the month of August, they've only won one game. So yeah, they've been pretty rough this last week. They got swept by the Cardinals and they lost a series against the Mariners. Um, So they should pick things up again against the new series that they're starting against the Mariners in Seattle starting tonight. Um, So, yeah, they got to pick things up um, because now the Mets have the same record as them, 70-39. and Um, Yeah, the Blue Jays doing good. Rays doing good. Orioles doing way better than expected. The Red Sox are improving a little bit, but they're still iffy. Twins, good. Guardians, good. White Sox, good. Royals, eh tigers and astros elite mariners have been great as well rangers have been okay angels have been oh god all over the place a's have been okay um these last couple of days actually they've been okay but they're still not a good team the mets have been great braves have been great the phillies have been playing really good these last couple of weeks so keep it up we're on like a nine game winning streak or no six game winning streak right now let's keep shit up the, um, the marlins have been doing okay but they still are not that good National's Oh, man. Yeah, they lost Juan Soto. Now that Juan Soto is now with the Padres. Yeah, the Nationals, man. Y'all, you know, you're lucky you won the World Series back in 2019. Because, oh, man, they're not getting a World Series anytime soon now, man. Sucks to be them. Uh, the Cardinals, they're doing pretty good. They just swept the Yankees. So that that's impressive enough right now. The Brewers have been great as well. They've kind of been like the Rays. Um, just kind of... Still been pretty, been playing great baseball, but they're still not at the elite level at least this season. Reds, Pirates, and Cubs—they haven't been that great. Yeah, they just—they just no, they're not good teams. Dodgers have been well. The Dodgers, amazing, perfect, damn near. Padres have been great as well. Now they get now that they have Soto, things are going to look a lot different. Um, Soto so far hasn't really been productive yet with the Padres. He's only been walked, and I think he's only has like a hit. He hasn't hit a home run or anything, or a double or anything yet for the Padres, but it's only been like a week, so we still, you know, still a lot of time left to be seeing what he can do in San Diego. The Giants have been okay, but they've been struggling recently. The Diamondbacks and the Rockies, yeah, no, they're not, they're not that good. Um, Now let's move on to uh, let's talk about the Dodgers real quick, but not really about the players, but about the legendary um, American sportscaster uh Vince Scully. Um he unfortunately passed away um a couple days ago on August 2nd uh 2022, right? 6 days ago. 6 days ago. And um well, what do I got to tell you about Vince Scully, man? This man spent 67 years calling games for the LA Dodgers and man was he basically the voice of baseball. And he brought the crowd into a different atmosphere when he would call those games on TV, on the radio, has made brilliant calls um, throughout so many past decades and throughout the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, um, and has provided so much like heart and so much insight on the Dodgers, and you feel like him being that sportscaster and him like, you know, announcing the games. You could see his fandom of the Dodgers and his a passion of the game shows with his calls and with with you know, with the walk-off home runs, with the no-hitters because he's called he's called the Kirk Gibson walk-off home run in the 1988 World Series. He's called the Sandy Koufax perfect game in the World Series. Uh he's called um a lot of the Hank Aaron the 715th home run where he became the all-time home run leader. He's made some brilliant calls and um, not just for that, but I mean, sixty—I mean, doing anything for sixty-seven years—that just just tells you how good this man is. Like, has done something. You don't do something for sixty-seven years if you're not like fucking almost perfect at it. Pretty much, like sixty-seven. That that man spent literally almost his entire life, like seventy-five percent of his entire life, doing this, and that's that's impressive man that is impressive and um i was able to hear vince scully's like last seasons like 2016 i think was he when he retired but 2014 2015 even just those two his two last seasons of him being a broadcaster when i would hear those dodgers games i was like yo this dude is good this man makes some really good calls and like those were his last years you know those were his last years you know but it just felt so natural he felt he was just gifted with it. Like his voice is just perfect for, for broadcasting and for radio. And a true inspiration to anybody who wants to be a sportscaster. Which, you know, that could be me in the future. Whether it's uh, for the Dodgers or for whoever team, or even if it's not baseball really, maybe it's basketball, football, whatever it is. Um, definitely an inspiration for me. Um, at least, just kind of you know having that uh, the that type of energy, that type of commentation. Um, To just even think, you know, you can do something for that for a long time. And that's impressive, man. So, yeah, won many lifetime awards. And, yeah, regarded as literally the voice of baseball, regarded as the greatest uh, baseball announcer, even sportscaster in in American sports history. Um, And that is something that, I mean, you can clearly point that out to him. Because for 67 years, if he wasn't doing good for something in 67 years... Yeah, then that was all sixty-seven years wasted. But man, um, he's lived a great fucking life. Ninety-five, he passed away at ninety-five years old. So he lived a long life. At the age of twenty-eight, man, he became a broadcaster professionally. Professionally, at the age of twenty-eight, um, so or actually no, not twenty-eight, uh, twenty-two, because the last four the last six years he's been retired. So at the age of twenty-two, wow, man. That's that's insane, that's insane, man. But rest in peace, to Vince Scully, man. Um, we lost a great, we lost a great, uh, you know, sportscaster and, and and truly a person in in reality, man. Because even though I never met Vince Scully, I bet he was a pretty dope person himself in real life. But um, yeah, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. He is in a way better place now. Oh man, he does he doesn't have to deal with COVID, monkeypox, people being weird and you know fucking. Doing all the types of crazy shit that people be doing all the time, you know he 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 just gets to live life in in another dimension in another world, you know, let him do his own thing, you know what I mean, so you know instead of being a poor guy, no man he he's living his best life somewhere else, man, so let him enjoy that time um now let's talk about uh m l s so I'm not gonna go over the scores, I'm just kind of gonna go over the standings real quick so I mean, let's talk about the Eastern Conference so far. So we got Philly right now in number one, New York, uh, the New York City FC, then Montreal, uh, the New York Red Bulls, Columbus, Cincinnati, Chicago. Those are the top seven teams. And then at eight, we have Orlando. At nine, we have Inter-Miami. At 10, we have New England. At 11, we have Charlotte. At 12, we have Atlanta. And then 13, we have Toronto. And then 14, DC United. Um, Okay, so then in the... West, we have LAFC, Austin, Dallas, Minnesota, Real Salt Lake, Nashville, and Portland, the top seven. And then Seattle is at eight, LA Galaxy at nine, Colorado at 10, Vancouver at 11, Houston at 12, San Jose at 13, and Sporting KC at 14. So yeah, Inter-Miami, they're in the top nine. They got to get into the top seven so they can make the playoffs. But I think the season ends around October, kind of like baseball um, except the playoffs are a little bit longer than just one month, so, so yeah, I think the end of the season is around like mid October, late October, I believe. So they still have three, two and a half months left of the season to to continue fighting. Um, I just saw an Inter Miami game last week where they tied the game. It was against um, Montreal, I believe. Yeah, it was against Montreal. Yeah, that was last Saturday, just literally two days ago. Um, yeah, impressive tie because they were they were losing, but they still tied the game, so that was a big. Big win for big tie, big game for them in general. Uh, but let's see, let's see, let's see how Miami keeps improving. I kind of do want to go to one of those games. I'm not even going to lie. That would be pretty dope. That would be pretty dope to experience that. Um, what else? Uh, WNBA. Uh, I heard that the playoffs is coming right up, like very, very soon, like within a week from now. So I guess I'll just kind of go over the standings real quick. Um, So the Western Conference right now, the Aces, I think they're from Vegas. Yeah, Vegas Aces, they're number one. The Seattle Storm at number two. The Dallas Wings at number three. The Phoenix Mercury at number four. The Minnesota Lynx at number five. And then the LA Sparks at number six. Um, So yeah, there's still teams fighting for a playoff spot. Um, Mostly Wings and Mercury and Lynx and Sparks still waiting for a playoff spot. But the Aces and the Storm, they've already clinched it. And then in the Eastern Conference, the Chicago Sky, um, best record in the league, 25-8. Uh, and eight. They're number one in the East, of course, and in the, in, and in the whole league. Uh, the Connecticut Sun, I believe, at number two, 22-11. Um, the Washington Mystics at number three with 20-14. The Atlanta Dream at number four, 14-19. Damn. And then number five, the New York Liberty, 13-19. And, and then the Indianapolis Fever, 5-29! and 29. My God, they're on a 16-game losing streak. Oh, my. Jesus, 5-29. and Yikes. When was the last time they won a game? My God. Jesus, how you... Oh, my God. June 19th? No way. The last time they won a game was the day before I got on the damn flight to go to fucking Europe. That's that's insane. There's no way that was the last time they won a game. I mean, 16-game losing streak. There's definitely... Wow. 16-game losing streak. Whoa, whoa. Wow. And they still have two games left in the season. They got a game on Friday and a game on Sunday. Whoa, well, for no reason, because they, they're not making in the damn playoffs. For the, we know that for sure. Damn. Yikes. Uh, Jesus, man. Indiana Indiana Fever, man. They're going to have to make some very big changes. Because that, that does not look good. And I don't even watch the WNBA, so I cannot imagine how they play. I don't see whatever. But, man, yikes. They're going to have to make some big changes, though. I might watch the WNBA playoffs, though. I'm not even going to lie. I might watch like the Sky and the Aces. Um, Anything there, there a player on the Aces... I think there's a player uh, from the Aces that she kind of don't look that bad. I'm not even going to lie. She's good, at obviously, at basketball. But she kind of looked good. I'm not even going to lie. So um, I forgot her name, though. What is her name, though? I believe she plays for the Vegas. Am I doing too much? Do I really have to do all this research right now? I could just do this later. Uh, Kelsey Plum. That's her name. Yes, that's yeah her. Yeah, she kind of bad, though. 27. Um, didn't she win? She won gold medal in the three... 3 by 3 basketball at the Summer Olympics in 2020. Yeah, she's like an MVP or something. Didn't she win like MVP last year or something, right? W- WNBA, all-star MVP. Oh, she won all-star game MVP. Okay, okay, okay. And she was an all-star last year. She played in Europe. Um. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, ain't she from, she's from California. She's 27. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Let me, let me stop. Let me stop. But um yeah, the Aces are a pretty good team. I might watch them in the, you know, the playoffs against Seattle or whoever. Oh, Sue Bird, this that's that's also her last this is her last season um in the WNBA. So um yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big pretty big feat there. Um what else happened? Oh yeah, right. Uh the TBT championship game, it was between Blue Collar and Autism Army and Blue Collar won. They won the championship this year, so congratulations to um, blue Collar, you guys took the W right there. Um, Joker. Let's talk about the new Joker film. Um, the Joker 2 movie, the sequel, will be coming out in 2024. Lady Gaga will be apparently playing the opposite of a uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Could be Harley Quinn. I don't know. Nothing really confirmed yet. But her role in the Joker 2 will be officially is officially confirmed and she, of course, you know, put out, um, previewing it that she will be back in the, in the show, uh, in the show, in the movie. Um, but one thing that I think is kind of, I don't know if I'm really having the best feeling about it, but, um, now this movie is apparently going to be a musical and, uh, it's really going to lean more into, like, a musical more mostly it's 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 not just scenes, it's not just not it's gonna be a full-on musical movie like a high school musical type of shit. and look, I think Joker, I think it's one of those films where first of all, we didn't even need a sequel to be honest with you, we never needed to see another a movie of the Joker like the the Joker itself it was fine to have it just the way it is. there was no need for a sequel. Three years have passed since the movie came out and I still could watch it to this day without having to think. Do we need another one? We really don't. Let's let's be real, we really don't. It's it's explained to it's a, it, it is already explained the way it was supposed to be. Things weren't really, you know, expecting to go out that way. Like but do we really need this? We don't. But again, I'm still excited to watch it. But now that we get the musical aspect behind it, um, I just don't know if the movie's just gonna be as good again, sequels—they could be very hit or miss. Sequels are most most sequels could be misses than hits. I, there's not a lot of sk- sequels that could beat the original, or at least are just gonna be in comparison to to the OG. But I don't know, man. That's gonna be tough, man. That's gonna be tough to compete with. But whatever, man. I mean, as long as it's good. I mean, I I, I don't really think the musical aspect bothers me, but it was just definitely surprising to me. I just didn't think. It would fit. I don't know if it would fit, but you know, maybe something does happen. They still got time to make this. This ain't gonna drop until twenty twenty four. Literally this drops a couple weeks before I turn twenty one years old. So I should be fine, you know, having to wait this much. But it better be worth it. It better be worth it. That's all I gotta say. So so yeah, man. Um I'm excited for the Joker the for the sequel, but They just better not fuck it up. They just better not fuck it up. They got all that pressure, man. They got all that pressure, but... We'll have to wait and see, man. Um, Let's talk about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian and Kanye and everybody that wants to get involved in this fucking situation. Um, So, yeah, if you haven't heard the news by now, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, they have... Reportedly have broken up. And, well, you know, of course, with that, I was first thinking, well, Kanye must be the happiest man on Earth. Finally, it's like... Oh, he can finally take Pete Davidson out the damn picture. Um, He's probably going to roast him and post something on Instagram and bully him or whatever. And he was silent for a couple days until this morning where he dropped a phenomenal um, but also very, very classic um, petty uh, Kanye. And, 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 you know, just being himself. um, He posted this uh, uh, headline of saying Pete Davidson dead at 28. And then there was a fine print at the bottom saying like Kit Cuddy was, uh, was supposed to attend funeral purposes, but didn't attend because of, uh, he was scared of getting thrown by water bottles or whatever. Like, again, being very fucking disrespectful to Cuddy, taking shots at Cuddy and at Pete Davidson pretty much for no reason. He deleted the post once again and again, he just posts and then delete. That's just what he does. Um. Again, man, like, some people find it funny. Some people find it entertaining or whatever. Cool. Kanye's so fucking Kanye. Like, only Kanye would do this. Oh, my God. And then it's just like, I get tired of seeing the same thing. Like, I I can't say I wasn't surprised, but he was going to say something to react. Because most people thought Kanye of the first thing when they saw the news, you know? That's how people were like, oh, she found God. He found God. Yes. They broke up. Finally. Kim is for the streets. You know, like all that shit. Whatever, man. Um, I can't. I, I'm not surprised that they broke up. I don't know why they broke up. There isn't any like reason or any like um, information on why they did it. But those tattoos that they got, or at least Pete Davidson got of Kim, that's gonna sting a little bit, man. That's definitely gonna sting. Uh, you're gonna have to pay for that. Uh, you know, yeah, you're gonna, the removal, man. You're gonna have to pay for that removal because that that's that's not gonna stick in your body for for life. You're gonna have to get that shit out, man. You you can't just do that. But it is what it is. Um, Cudi still getting thrown shade by um by Kanye. Um, hope Cuddy's still doing well because I know this man's just getting fucking just abused with hate. But uh, we move on, man. We move on. Uh, Kanye, wants we'll to see what he does in the future. Uh, right now I'm not expecting any new music from Kanye or anything. I'm still just enjoying his music for what it is um and enjoying the beauty of it cuz Kanye just makes it incredible music. But y'all know that. I don't need to tell y'all that. Um let me talk about uh music. Okay. So we got music and then we'll talk about football. All right? So let's talk about music. Uh let's talk about the albums that came out last Friday because I did talk about the Beyoncé album. I did talk about the Beyoncé album on the two episodes that were released from the same fucking episode. So I already talked about the Joey, the K-Camp, the Beyonce albums, so let's talk about the albums that came out on August 5th. So first we got the Bobby Shmurda album. As you can see here, I have my little, let me turn on the damn light. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little dark in here. Let me just try to switch this up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There we go, y'all can see my face. There we go, let me just show y'all. So yeah, I got a a notebook here of all the albums that I don't know if y'all can see it. It looks kind of crazy um wow that quality is pretty trash but you know um album title artist release date and my rating of it and the check mark to make sure i heard the entire album whatever um yeah so first album we got here is that new bobby Shmurda album bad boy it was what like 18 minutes or 19 minutes long it wasn't that much it wasn't that long of an album at all but still wasn't the biggest fan of it. Bobby Smarter man, he just he just he just don't hit anymore, man. I'm sorry to 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 say, but he just don't hit anymore, man. That album wasn't really that good in my opinion. Oh, it's not even called it's called Bod Boy, not Bad Boy. Oh shit, my bad. 19 minutes 3 seconds. Nine songs. Yeah, there's 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 all skips here. There's all skips here. There's not a good song on this album in my opinion. Adochi dropped the single a couple singles, I think a little EP that she kind of released, blended it together. Five songs, thirteen minutes. Uh, she, her, and Black Bitch. So she got a couple singles. Persuasive was nice. Bitch, I'm nice is cool. And then swapping Bitches was cool. But then Bitches be and then This Bitch Matters. Yeah, a lot of bitches involved in in the titles, so much. But yeah, decent EP. It's, it's a, I can't really complain too much about it, but it is what it is. Uh Carly, um, from YSL. Um, she dropped her studio album, her first studio album, Enter. Some decent tracks. Uh, Boondocks with Bad Baby was cool. Uh, the B- the Yagati yeah, single was cool. The one with Gunna. What are we doing? Free Gunna. Come on, man. Free Gunna. Um, and On You with Thug was cool. But everything else was, was kind of a skip. And also, I like with Coyle Ray that was on the Slime Season. Not Slime Season. Slime Language 2 album. Um, that was also on her uh, on her debut album. So decent album, it was I? Right. Um, NBA YoungBoy dropped a thirty goddamn track album, and to be honest with you, I I have to listen to the album again in repeat. Cause look, I didn't listen to all thirty songs the way I was listening to like the first ten, fifteen. Once we got in between like, not track fifteen to twenty. I was kind of like just whatever. It's in the background. I'm not even paying attention to it. Whatever. So I have to really listen to it. But from first listen, um, I could say it's a, it's a decent album. It's a decent album. There's definitely some. There's definitely some bangers here. I mean, I like "Hold Your Own." I know my time. Uh, which one else? Uh, "Digital," "Slow Down," "4K Baby," "4K T Baby." Uh, "I Hate Young Boys" a banger to end the album off. It's pretty cool. But there's still a lot of songs that I know I would skip. But there's still songs I have to listen to to see if I really like them or not. So I got to still kind of go through the album. The last slime, slime, slimeito slime toe, the last slime toe. So, yeah, I have to still go over it a bit more. But I would say it's it's good, at least at the moment. Or it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. That's my final offer right now. Um, Jesus, goddamn. Okay. Next, we got the new Calvin Harris album, man. Let's talk about the new Calvin Harris album. So, Funkwave Bounces Volume Two. This is uh, his second album. That's the sequel to obviously Funkwave Volume One, and um, this is gonna be probably one of the best summertime albums of the year. Basically, dropping pretty much a little too late for the summertime. We only I got two more weeks until I get back to damn school or you know start college. So. To me, it was pretty very, very late for to, for this album to be dropped in early August, but it is what it is. This album is just very forgettable compared to the first album. There just isn't a lot of standout tracks here, man. Like, let's go over track by track. Like, New Money with 21 Savage, it's a, I I think 21 was okay on it, but he just doesn't fit. Potion with Dua Leap on Young Thug, I think, was a great song, but it was mostly be, just because of uh Dua Lipa. The production was groovy though. I did like the production on Potion. It was nice. Um Woman of the Year with Stefflon Don, Chloe and um um and Ray was okay. The production was nice. Chloe was cool. Stefflon Don was cool. Cole Ray was i but nothing I'll go back to. Obsessed with Charlie Puth and Shinsia. Didn't fuck with that song. New to You with Normani uh Tinashe. and Offset was cool. I liked the build up to the production in the beginning, like the one minute, just kind of brings in the chords, and then boom, that it's fire. I like that. Ready or not with Bust to Rhymes, not not it. Uh, Stay With Me and Stay With Me Part Two, just not good. Like, I don't like how on the hook just didn't really fit, it just didn't really sound good. JT was cool, Pharrell was all right, but nothing special. Somebody else, Georgia Smith, and uh. And Lil Durk was it was a decent song but uh, kind of forgettable. Uh, nothing more to say with 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 Black was cool, um, but still the production was not that good. But Black did alright. Uh, Live my best life with Snoop Dogg and Lotto, another forgettable ass song. Snoop did cool, Lotto was cool, but it just again nothing really too crazy. Lean on me with Sway Lee was cool. I like that song actually. And the day one with Pharrell and Pusha T was another decent song. Like it was just kind of disappointing, man. Some songs hit, some songs don't. Compared to the first album, which pretty much like come on, cash out, heat stroke, slide. Come on. Prayers up, Rolling, uh, feeling, uh or not feeling, feels with Katy Perry and, and um and Big Sean Um and Pharrell. I mean, look, like ten songs and they're all they're all hits, man. Like literally, come on, like all these songs, slide, cash out, heat stroke, rolling, prayers up, holiday. Skirt on me feels faking it. There's no skips on the first album. Ten tracks in, you know, great, perfect that album, damn near, pretty much. But fourteen tracks, and I say like four or five, I'll go back to. But this this album was kind of a disappointment. I'm not gonna lie. But I'll say it's an okay album. I'll say it's an okay album because some of the production was decent and it was cool. But just it was it was just not to what I thought it was gonna be. To be honest with you, just it was it just wasn't, man. It just wasn't. All right, now let's get into uh, Curtain Call 2, Eminem. This is his second compilation of the Curtain Call series. This is where he just puts a bunch of his hits um, together. This is his 2010s hits right here to obviously Curtain Call. The first one was his 2000s hits um, and his late 90s hits. So, So yeah, I mean, all the hits you got here from the 2010s, Godzilla, Lucky You, Welcome on Water, Rap God, Love the Way You Lie, Higher, Berserk, Not Afraid, Fall, 3AM, uh, Beautiful, The Monster, River. Yeah, like all the big Eminem songs from the 2010s are on here. Um, and of course, I like a lot of these songs. I mean, these are his biggest songs of the last decade. And a lot of these songs are pretty good. Now, now, we have some revival songs here that, yeah, I'm definitely not the biggest fan of. And we got some... Bad Meets Evil songs here that I haven't even heard and they are pretty fire. Fast, Fast Lane, I haven't heard that song in years. It's pretty good to re-listen to that song. Warm um, Back Down was pretty good with Pink. Uh, Cinderella Man is also pretty good. Lighters, I never heard Bruno Mars even work. I didn't even know Bruno Mars even worked with fucking Eminem before. I didn't even know that. So that was nice to hear Bruno on the album. Uh, of course, Rihanna with Love The Way You Lie and The Monster Were Fire. No Love with Eminem. Love that song as well. Um beautiful. Another beautiful song I haven't heard from Eminem in a minute. It was it was great going back to some Eminem hits. Not afraid. Like a lot of these songs I haven't heard in a minute, but a lot of these songs hit. A lot of these songs hit. There's definitely some skips cuz I'm not the biggest fan of like Darkness. I like Darkness a lot, but again, I don't listen to that song cuz it's very, you know, it has a very tragic story behind it and that's obviously very it's like, oof, man, you get goosebumps listening to that song. And it doesn't make you feel good. It makes you feel like, damn, this country's going into shit. But anyways, um, Headlights with Nate Roos, Fire. Uh, why did I say Roos? Why did I say it like that? That sounded very sus. Anyways, The King and I, Farewell, and even a rap god, uh, Mr. Psy remix. You know. So yeah, I mean, two hours and 40 minutes. I was listening to this album all the way through because I was cleaning the house. I was vacuum cleaning. I was cleaning the bathroom. I was playing Uno. I was just doing around the things around the house um that doesn't involve me staying in my room and, you know, just chilling cuz if not I wasn't going to get through this album. I wasn't I didn't want to listen to it that night. I just wanted to listen to other albums. I wanted to continue listening to that Joey album, to that Sabrina Carpenter album. Oh man, I love that. I love those two albums, man. Those have been crazy. I've been bumping that night that 2000 and that um, yeah. <clears throat> emails I can't send, and even Renaissance, I'll say I like the Beyonce album. Man. The Beyonce album has grown on me a lot. It's it's good, like it's good. It's not her best, definitely not her best, but I fucks with it, man. Virgos groove, man. That should that's one of the best songs I've heard all year, and it's probably the best song on the album. Just saying, just saying. And I've been going to Brent Feist album, still bumping Kendrick, still bumping Denzel. Uh, I actually been liking that new Wiz Khalifa album, Multiverse. Uh, Steve Lacey, of course, with um, uh, Gemini Writes. The Lizzo album has been dope. Uh, the EP, the Red and White EP. This is just a couple. I'm just telling y'all a couple uh, projects that I've been listening to in the last like couple weeks, month. Um, so yeah, pretty much the whole month of July and to right now. That's just kind of a mix of what I've been hearing. Some and definitely Jimmy Cooks. A lot of Jimmy Cooks too in between. So, um, and, and a keeper, a keeper is another banger as well, but everything else of honestly, mind you could forget about. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for music for today, right? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's that. Those are all the albums that I heard that came out last, uh, last Friday. So we'll just have to wait what drops this week. I'm not sure who is dropping this week. So I'm going to have to check once I'm done with this episode, but now we officially start with football. Now, um, I kind of want to show y'all something real quick before I uh, I get to talk about um, six teams to improve, six teams to decline, and then the six QBs that are going to improve and decline. Before I get there, I want to show y'all my fantasy football team, man. I want to show y'all my roster because I had my draft last last Sunday, literally last week. Um, and, um, of course, you know, it's been a week already, nothing has happened, nothing has changed, but I just want to show y'all my, my, my roster, the people, the players that I've, uh, drafted a couple of my opponents and everything. Let me just, just see how it is, man. So right now, I mean, I got, so for the starters right now, I got Josh Allen at QB and then I have for my two receivers or my two running backs, excuse me, uh, Cordell Patterson and James Robinson. And then for my two receivers, I have A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. And then I have for my tight end, Mike Gaseski. My flex pick, which is going to be Rohe Mostert. My defense, the Green Bay Packers defense. And then my kicker is Harrison Buckner. And then these are the players on my bench right now, which is crazy. But Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow right now are on the bench. Not crazy to put Joe Burrow now because he's still questionable. And still had he had to go surgery a couple weeks ago. So he's still recovering there, and y'all saw y'all probably saw the video of him in training camp riding around in one of those uh, in one of those uh, vehicles and shit, one of those carts in uh, going around the field practicing. So yeah, he's still in condition, um, still getting ready for the season coming up. Uh, Tyler Boyd, who's my uh, your bench receiver, coming off the bench, of course. Uh, Odell Beckham, who's still questionable and is a free agent, and also could go to Buffalo. Potentially, I've been hearing about that. I don't, I don't know, man. Another another weapon in Buffalo. God damn, like they need fucking weapons when they don't fucking have already Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis and fucking Agent. <sighs> Jesus, man. They could potentially have Odell Blackham. That's crazy. But I mean, they could use him. I think they that would be very useful for Buffalo. But you know, they'll just be even better, even better than they are. Um, I also have Sonny Michelle as my bench, uh, running back, and then I have Zach Wilson. Another, uh, quarterback on the bench, um, yeah, and then I have my Ravens defense as well as my bench pick. So yeah, I think, I mean, my quarterbacks are elite. I mean, I literally have Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Aaron Rodgers. There's nothing better than that. I mean, yes, you can add Brady, you can add Mahomes, you can add you know, anyway, but come on, nobody, nobody on in this league, in this 12-man league this season, nobody has a better depth in the starters and in the bench with the quarterback position than I do. The running back could be a little bit better, but Cordell Patterson, utility player, could be useful for receiving and for running back, but I think he's true more into the running back position, so he'll be fine. Uh, James Robinson is questionable right now, but he was pretty good last year. I got faith he's going to be crazy this year. Um, And then for that as well, Raheem Mostert as my flex pick kind of want to say the run game was a little weak on that part and then Sonny Michelle off the bench I don't even know if he's even going to get that many yards this year because he Chase Edmonds is going to be the starting uh, running back at least at the moment for the Dolphins so we'll have to see on that Uh, my receiving core is also pretty good though Uh, AJ Brown and then DK Metcalf AJ is going to have a great year in Philly because we're going to throw that ball to AJ a lot yes we have Devonta Smith who's also going to be sharing a lot of coverage with him but AJ still going to be productive. He's still going to get them yards. He's still going to get them coverages and receptions. He's going to get as much as he can. DK with Drew Locke, not Russell Wilson, but damn Drew Locke or Geno Smith throwing him the ball, he could get a he can get those passes a lot more frequently than he did when uh, Russell Wilson even had Tyler Lockett there. So that could be a little bit difficult for him, but it should definitely work. Uh, Gusecki should be fine in Miami. He's doing pretty good. Um... Zach Wilson, like again, like he better, you know, he he's got that dog in him, you know, he's got that dog in him, but he better fucking improve. He better not like let me down. Like that was literally my last pick of the draft. That was just kind of like nah, I, I, whatever. Let me just add in Zach Wilson just cause fuck it. But I don't know, man. It is what it is. He just better not let me down. He just better not let me down, man. Obviously, Rogers, Joe Burrow. I don't need to explain why I picked them. I mean, come on, we know we, we know what they're we know their talent and their ability. Um, with that. So, I mean, my quarterback's elite. I have a great, you know, bench and depth in the quarterback position. Running back is cool. I have a decent running back uh, trio, collective. But it definitely could be better. I don't have the best, though. I definitely don't have the best. Receiving core, I have a pretty good receiving core. Um, Maybe not the best, but I also have a good, pretty good receiving core. Defense, I, I have two of the best defenses in the league. With the Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens, those are top two uh, two two of the top five best defenses in the league. So we, I should be good on defense. We they should be not allowing that many points there. Uh, Buckner, he's a top three kicker in the league. So I should be fine with that. M- Mostert could be a concern, but we'll have to wait and see. I still got to make trades. I mean, I could potentially trade away Mostert to be honest with you, or maybe Sony Michel for another uh, running back. But even with that, I don't even want another running back in return, man. The only available running backs I got right now, Gus Edwards, Jamal Williams, Brian Robinson. J- Boston Scott, he's questionable, but he's not going to get more than fucking Miles Sanders is getting this year. And I think and somebody else took Miles Sanders, so I don't even know if I could even get him there. And it's going to be difficult because um, this team is a lot different. Because uh, last year I got Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and a couple other picks. But uh, the essential, the star of my team, I had Cooper Cup and I had Derrick Henry last year. Cooper Cup was literally the best player in fantasy last year, and I was able to get him. And I won fantasy. And then the year before, I got Derrick Henry, and he fucking carried me to win my first fantasy league. So without Derrick Henry, ha- after having him two times, um, yeah, it's going to sting. It's get- it definitely hurts a little bit. And I think Jason is the one who took... Uh, my friend Jason, I think he's the one that took um, that took Derrick Henry. So, yeah, um, and he did it right in front of my face. I was literally, we were literally, I was on Discord with with him and uh, my other friend Sean, and we were just doing the, you know, doing the draft together. And he just decided, you know what, I'm just gonna pick Derrick Henry right in front of your fucking face, so you just see the disappointment. But I had to play it cool, man. Even though I was definitely like, oh shit. This is gonna be a rough. This is gonna be a rough start, man. And even with that, like my running back core is not amazing, and I do miss having Derrick Henry. I even have Derrick Henry on the damn profile picture, man. I have to fucking. I have to update it too. I'm gonna have to put it like Aaron Rodgers or Joe Burrow or something, I guess. But, uh, man, uh, it is what it is, man. No Cooper Cup, no Derrick Henry. We should be fine. I should be fine, okay. And I know they're hating on me, bro. The league is hating on me. My final standing projections is like what? Well, let me see. My final projections, they're still 11th? 11th? Out of 12 players, my projections are 11th. Come on. So they're projecting me not only not make the playoffs. And what are the chances of me making the playoffs? Fuck it. Let me see. Let me just, I mean, whatever. 15 game schedule. I have 15 games to go through. So you know fifteen games, I could say I'm going like seven uh no, not seven, that's no, 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 I could say like nine games nine nine wins right there, I can get nine wins, I can get nine wins with this team. I'd say nine and uh yeah, nine and six, yeah right nine nine and six should be fine, nine and six, ten to five I would definitely i would would love to get ten fucking wins, that would be the big goal. I'll get ten wins right there, perfect. Fifteen games, I could definitely get the ten wins right there. But I just have to be smart and know what the hell I'm doing. Cause last year I went seven and five in the regular season. Um I didn't have the best record though. But look, as you can see here, I uh still got the still got the championship. Oh my god, the fucking screen is terrible, but there you go. Come on, clear. You see, you see the number one right here. You see, you see, you see right here. It it's number one. It's it's number one. I'm not fucking around. You see what I'm saying? So, I'm not fucking around. Like, And it's a lot tougher, man. Last year, oh, there was only seven people in the league. Oh, it's a lot harder this year. And it is, man. Twelve people. Compared to seven people last year to twelve people this year, the chances of me winning is definitely a lot more difficult. But, I don't care. I don't care. I like the challenge. Come on. Somebody gotta take me down, bro. Somebody gotta take me down. I've won fantasy the last two years. Somebody got to take me down, so we'll have to wait and see. I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited to start fantasy football for the football season and start and everything. But at the very least, we got one game undercover, and that was a Hall of Fame game. So that's where we're going to go straight into the Hall of Fame game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders. So this game was on Thursday night um and yeah we had a couple of decent moments in the game the first start of the, the first play of the game was like a 20 yard pass um, um so let's talk about the stats a little bit so we had Kyle Schlaughter, who had a touchdown 127 yards 13 for 25 Jake Lawton 10 for 17 94 yards um a couple touchdowns uh receiving touchdown from Nate Cortrell and so that was pretty much only action that the Jaguars got but the Raiders um, three starting QBs made it with Chase, uh, Chase Garbers or Garbers, Nick Mullins, and Jared Stut Stickham. Uh, Ninety-seven yards for uh, no, ninety-six yards, excuse me, for Jared Siddham, eight for fifteen. Nick Mullins had seventy-two yards, eight for eleven, and then Chase Garbers had four for six, thirty-five yards, and there was a touchdown with St- Jared Siddham, a rushing touchdown there, mm-hmm. another rushing touchdown for Amir Abdullah. And then Austin Whaler. And then there was a receiving touchdown. Um, wait, there was not a receiving touchdown? There was only three touchdowns? Oh, no. It was two field goals. My bad. It was two field goals and then three touchdowns for the Raiders. And the Raiders obviously won 27-11 to um, to kick off the preseason football era of the 2022-2023 season. So, yeah. The next couple games, we have two games on Thursday. We had a game on uh on two games on Thursday, obviously. The Giants and the Patriots. Um, and then we have the Titans and the Ravens. So those are the first two games on Thursday. Then we got more games on Friday, then more games on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, man. We got two, three, we got three weeks of fantasy not fantasy, we got three weeks of preseason football left. And then we got the regular season kicking off September 8th. And one month from now, one month from now. The first game of the season, Week One, kicks off Bills between uh, Bills versus Rams at the SoFi Stadium, a potential Super Bowl matchup right there in Buffalo against LA um, on uh, September eighth, of course, eight twenty p.m. in in LA. Um, first game of the season, and then the, for the first Sunday for the NFL season will be on September eleventh. So yeah, I can't wait one month to, until regular season football is back but in the meantime we have preseason three weeks of preseason football we'll see what these guys can do training camp is officially wrapped up and we'll have to wait and see on what what uh what teams improve what teams decline what players step up what players uh improve and everything or decline and so with that uh let's move on to the next part of the episode So that was the preseason, the first preseason game, Hall of Fame game. So I think I'm done with the tablet for today. Now let's do uh, six teams to improve and six teams to decline. So one team I have improving is the Denver Broncos. Let's talk about the Broncos. I mean, they got Russell Wilson. The Broncos uh, are stacked on defense. Um, They have a great receiving core. They know what the hell they're doing. They know what the hell they're doing. So the Broncos are pretty much set for what they have right now. They know what they're doing. And the only thing that the Broncos have been desperately needing in in positional players was a quarterback. Because since Peyton Manning retired, they just haven't been able to find a decent quarterback or above average QB until they got Russell Wilson in the offseason. And so with that, the Broncos are automatically a playoff contender and automatically a Super Bowl contending team just with that one signing. You can compare it with the Rams after Matthew Stafford was acquired to the Rams after leaving Detroit, who he just had zero success going into Detroit because he carried the team, but just couldn't take them far in the playoffs, barely even sniffed the playoffs a couple times, but couldn't get anything done there. Trade him to LA. First year in LA, won a fucking damn Super Bowl. And LA was struggling with fucking Jared Goff. And even though they did make the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, um, eventually, they, that last season, 2020, was a was a down year for them. It was their very disappointing ending result, and that was up to a point where they needed to get a new QB because they knew Jared Goff was not the answer. And the reason why they made it to the Super Bowl in 2019 was because that defense was imp- was fucking too good. So with that, they were just were able to make it, and that was that because it was too fucking good. All right, so the next team that I have improving this NFL season, I got the Baltimore Ravens as well. Look, man, last year, what happened in the preseason were all these uh, running backs and most of their offense was pretty much just injured um, before even the season began. So off the rip, their offense was already set set into pieces, torn into pieces before the even season began. Lamar Jackson was inconsistent um, and had uh, suffered injuries um, as well, so he couldn't stay healthy for the majority of the whole season. But even with that, he still showed out. He still had a decent year. Um, and Lamar is going to be brilliant this year. Once again, he's a superstar in the league. I think he gets way too much hate. Like y'all heard about the headline where someone's saying like he's one. He's like the most overrated player in the league. Um, or he just does like every anything that he does. It just doesn't apply to a quarterback. Still, people calling him just a running back. Like there's way too much hate going on on Lamar's. Uh, Lamar Jackson's, you know, name, and it, it's like it don't make sense, man. Like, how are you gonna see him play and just say that, it, that? people just be hating for no fucking reason, just like that. But with him being healthy, hopefully this year, and assuming everything goes pretty much well, Ravens' defense is on top as well. They have an elite defense, and they should be they're set up perfectly. I'm obviously with no injuries. And pretty much their offense is pretty much stacked. They do need to work on the receiving core, though, because they still don't have that many great receivers on that core yet. But besides that, like overall, they should be still intact to succeed this year. And the Ravens are still you know, in prime position to, to potentially win a Super Bowl. I mean, they could easily make the playoffs this year if they step up. They're going to be a way better team than they were last year, though. So I could just tell you that off the rim. So that's one thing. Um, next, we got the Indianapolis Colts. That's another team that I have improving this year. I think the Colts um, obviously stepping up from Carson Wentz, who couldn't even win the last game of the regular season against the Jaguars, to potentially be in the playoffs. Just they needed to win that one game in the last game of the season against the Jags to make the damn playoffs, get the wild card spot, and they couldn't do that. They lost to fucking Trevor Lawrence in Week 17. Carson Wentz immediately got released Got sent off to the Washington Commanders. Let the motherfucker just let his do do his thing over there in Washington. They brought Matty Ice from Atlanta to Indianapolis, and the Colts are pretty much set right there. I mean, it's kind of like the Broncos, where they were just missing a quality, uh, quality QB to be there. They have an an amazing defense as well. They have a great O line. They have a decent receiving core as well. Uh, Michael Pittman is is dope, but we'll see if he can step up and improve this year They have a brilliant run game. They have Jonathan fucking Taylor who had an amazing season last year So they should be fine as well um, Again, like we're assuming that no none of these players get injured or assuming that most of these players just are Productive or at least don't have to have to break have to have a breakout season But some players do got to step up and do play at the best they can potentially can but I think these are teams that are pretty much set up. If things go in the right place, they should be way in above any of these teams could win a damn Super Bowl for, for God knows what. I mean, the Bengals, I thought they were going to win fucking five, six games last year, and they made it to the damn Super Bowl. So these teams that I say are improving, these could worthy of being, you know, everybody got the Bills, or the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. And most likely, I'll probably pick one of those teams to win it as well. But these teams can equally have another chance if they just improve and just step up to where they were last year. Yeah, man, it'll be a scary, scary thing to see these teams improve because it would be a lot different to see it different. So it will be different. Next we have the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are another team that I think are great. Um set up. Uh now that they don't have Sean Payton anymore, they have a new head coach. Um, damn, I forgot his fucking name. I will learn his name. Dean Wilson or something? Dean something. Um I will learn his name at some point. But uh, the defense, uh, the Saints defense has a pretty good defense. And they've definitely stepped up in the past couple of years. And I think the offense will definitely take a step up. The receiving core is great. Um, Taysom Hill Taysom is a utility player, so he's going to be useful You know, being the quarterback or whatever. James Winston, though, um, if he's going to be the main starter, we'll have to wait and see. But he was suffering through some injuries Last year he tore his ACL in like midseason, so we'll see if he's still getting recovered from that injury. But on that thing, the Saints will still be an impressive team. They would definitely be fighting against the Bucks in that uh, NFC North division, um, or NFC South division, excuse me. So, so excuse me, they should be fine. I think they should be fine. Again, we're considering that all these players stay healthy. Michael Thomas, you know, has another productive season. Because we don't know what he's really going to be doing this year. We'll have to wait and see. But other than that, the Saints are pretty much set for for good, at least this year, if things go right. Um, next, I have the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Defense is great. Um, we don't have an elite defense. We're far from an elite defense, but we still have great veteran players there. Our offense is set. Jalen Hurts needs to break out, but he's already shown glimpses of him being a pretty good uh, QB and almost a superstar. He is definitely able to be at least a Pro Bowler, and maybe can get to superstar status if he has a really good season this year. The our receiving game is on point. We have Devonta Smith and and uh, AJ Brown now, so our receiving core is going to be brilliant. Our rushing game with Miles Sanders should be okay. Uh, Miles Sanders, if he can step up, you know, it'll be a great tier for them. But Um, We'll have to see how the Eagles will have to manage to step up there because it will be a little tough. It definitely will be tough to handle, but we'll have to wait and see for that. The Dolphins, I think, are another team that is going to improve drastically. That's just kind of me being, you know, hopefully not biased, but that's just probably hopefully what I think um, is going to happen. I mean, their offense is set. Tyree Kale, no excuses. They have all the weapons in the world that they can. The run game is great. Tua needs, needs to break out, needs to have a great season because if Tua can't be the one saving this team's offense and getting them into great contention, the playoffs, and and, and putting them in the right place, he needs to avoid those terrible and messy-ass turnaways and turnovers, and he needs to cut down the interceptions, cut down so many parts of his game that really just put him flat out, you know, inconsistent last year, but he has shown that he could be a star in the league because he has great arm strength. He has power, and he actually has accuracy. Sometimes it feels like you just see his accuracy going off the rail and see a thrown interception from 20 yards away. I know against that Jaguars game in London, it was a very bad representation of his bad accuracy. Yes, he had his bad moments, but if he can avoid getting those moments like that this season, oh man, we should be fucking good. And he's going to be slinging that ball to Tyreek Hill so much And Jalen Waddell is also going to have a great year. And we're switching up with Mike Isetke as well. And our defense is good. We don't have an elite defense, but our defense is set. Uh, You know, Xavier Howard should be high still, you know, pretty good. Um, We still have a lot of core pieces on that defense that should still get us in the right place. I expect at least a playoff, you know, at least a playoff spot maybe a playoff win maybe in the wild card game and then maybe we lose in the division round. That's kind of like the best case scenario that I see the Dolphins going into this year. If not, they win the fucking damn Super Bowl. That would be amazing. That would be something I definitely would not expect this year. But playoffs, I definitely see the Dolphins making it this year, but they need to step up. They need to prove it. And with the team in the division that I have them declining, it's definitely a chance that the Dolphins could take that spot for them. Okay, so those were my six teams to improve. Um, so the Broncos, the Ravens, the Colts, the Saints, the Eagles, and the Dolphins. Now let me do my six teams that I think are going to decline this year. Teams that last year were were not bad. Playoff teams, um, teams that were okay, but I think are just going to get worse or whatever. Things like that, right? So let's start off with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, Eagles bias. You want the Cowboys, the Cowgirls, to fail. There's nothing, you know, you can't really expect too much from me. But I don't know, man. It feels like they need to succeed this year, especially since they have literally the easiest schedule in the league, um, especially the whole NFC East. They have the entire division as the the last four teams with the easiest schedule in the entire league. So um, just off of that, the Cowboys should be successful this year. And I could be totally wrong about them, for sure. But the Cowboys, for me to really put them on that spot, they really got to test the waters here, man. We'll see if Dak Prescott can really show out this year because he's not getting any younger. And Ezekiel Elliott also haven't been elite since, like, 2016, 2017. So if we can get a, a, a good Zeke, if we can get a good run game going in between, the defense doesn't fuck up as much. Defense is still very questionable, and um, you know it's still a lot of things that I have to see. The Cowboys need to prove on, on offense and on defense, because even though their offense is pretty dope, there's still many things to to cover through, and there's still a lot of things that I don't know if the if the Cowboys can pull off, if the Cowboys can overcome, because it's not even just about the whole offense. The defense is also just a mess all over the place. But we'll have to see. How things could step up. I expect them to make the playoffs. I think they could definitely get a wild card spot, um, but probably lose in the playoffs because you know they always. They either if they don't make it to the playoffs, they make it, but they don't make it far. They don't make it to the NFC Championship game or anything like that. They just lose in the divisional or in the wild card. I cut. I could probably expect the Cowboys going through that once again this season. But yeah, I do think that they're gonna decline this year just a bit. Step. Um or maybe even to be the same team last year because they lost in a wild card game against the Niners last year. So I don't know, they could be in the same place at the same time, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um next I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers. I have them declining, even though a lot of people could still pick them as Super Bowl champions, Super Bowl contenders. They're not gonna fall off the clip. They're still gonna make the playoffs. They're still going to be great. Brady is still going to be great. He's not going to fall off anytime soon. I'm not expecting Brady to just plummet, you know? He's not in his prime, but he's also still not, you know, not good enough to play fucking football because he's damn near 50 and is still throwing that football like he's 25. So it doesn't even matter, right? But there's still a lot of questions on that defense, man. There's a lot of questions on that defense, they don't have AB uh, a, anymore, which I don't think would be the biggest uh problem for them on their receiving core because they still got Mike uh Mike Evans and they still got Chris Godwin. Oh, and uh Julio fucking Jones. But there's still a lot of things that I'm I'm just not confident with the, with the with the defense. And even with the with the receiving core, Julio Jones, if he's if he breaks I mean, he already broke out. He's a fucking superstar. Top T was literally the number one receiver in the league for many years at some point. But if he regresses, he's not really going anywhere. In Tennessee, he really couldn't do anything. So if he doesn't really do anything in Tampa, it's gonna be pretty tough. And it's it seems like it's not gonna happen because Tom Brady is definitely gonna be throwing that ball to Julio, but if Julio can't overcome that, then we we don't know if, we, if the receiving core is going to be a par because Mike Evans could do his thing. Chris Godwood could just come in once in a while, could do his thing. But there's still a lot of questions with me. And Brady, you know, Brady's still going to have a great year. Brady's still going to guide this team to win a winning season. But will that still be the same team that was in 2020 when they had that stacked defense and that stacked offense, and Brady had to do so much of it but still didn't have to do all of it, you know, all the work to just get to that direction and to win that Super Bowl. It was definitely very difficult. But now the NFC has gotten a little bit easier, so it could be easier for them to now make it. But just a lot of questions with the Bucs that I just I don't know if I could say Super Bowl champs, definitely playoff contenders, and they most likely will win the division as well. But. I'm just going to have to put they'll have a slight decline. Maybe, like, I don't know how many wins they got last year, like 11 or 12. I'd say, like, 10 wins or 11 wins this year. Maybe even 9 at worst or something. But they shouldn't be terrible because they're not going to be terrible. But I just think they're going to just take a, a step down from what they were last year. Next, I got the Tennessee Titans. Um, Ryan, Tannis, Ryan Tannehill, I think he's going to digress. Derrick Henry is going to be crazy, but... He needs to stay healthy, man. He needs to stay healthy. Um, And even with Derrick Henry, that really should not just be the whole focus of the offense. Because that's pretty much the whole focus of the offense is fucking Derrick Henry himself. But he can't be doing all the labor work on offense. And that defense is still very, very rough. There's a lot going on with that defense. I don't know where they were ranked last year. And they're definitely not up there as one of the best defenses Or even in the mid tier in defense. Let me even—I have a list of like the defense, kind of like almost half ranked and everything. But yeah, the the Titans are just in the middle of the pack. Like there, it's a lot of concerns with that defense. But we're gonna have to see how the offense controls and see how the defense improves. But a decline for sure. I don't even know if they can even make the playoffs. The Colts are going to be great this year. They could definitely win the division. I might have the Colts win the division against the Titans, honestly. But we'll have to wait and see. Derrick Henry balls out, and boom, the Titans could be easily a playoff team. But anything can happen otherwise. So we'll have to see. Next, we've got the Seattle Seahawks, which is kind of obvious. They lost Russell Wilson. Um, Geno Smith or Drew Locke is going to be their next QB. That really should not set them up for big things. I'm sorry, but that's not going to set them up for a great thing. So yeah, just off of that, it's going to be a tough point for them. Um, but yeah, and then we got the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots will Bill Belichick. I'm not going to doubt the Mac Jones is still going to be great. He's hoping going to break out and step up from where he was last year as a rookie. The offense is pretty decent. The defense has improved a lot. And the Patriots could be deadly. But that defense could still... I, I say the defense has improved, but we'll have to see if it actually worked to their advantage or not because on paper, they look good. They look like a playoff team. But I could even say the Dolphins are a better-looking team than what, they, the, what the Patriots got right now. And I could say the Dolphins are the better team overall You know, in that division besides Buffalo. Buffalo and then between Miami and New England. But New England, we'll have to see if they can really take that step up or if they're just going to say in the middle of the pack, are they gonna still be a wildcard team like they made last year in the playoffs? Will they not make the playoffs like they missed out in twenty twenty when they had Cam Newton? There's still many things to look for in New England. And in the offseason they didn't make a lot of interesting signs or in the in, in the free agency or in uh, non-free agency in the draft. They didn't really pick a lot of big players that you'll see, oh, that's gonna make the biggest impact. It was kind of surprising to see that the draft was not looking great for the Pats. Because they didn't really focus too much on that, but I can't, I can't doubt Bill Belichick, man. I think Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for a while. He's the greatest head coach of all time for a reason. So, for that, I, I have to put him on the decline list just to give him some type of criticism. But we can, to- I could be totally be wrong about that. And then uh, the Falcons, uh, they're my last team that I think are going to decline. Yeah, unfortunately, um, losing Matt Ryan, that that's going to sting a lot. Uh, the offense is going to look decent, but with, uh, with Marcus Mariota throwing you the ball, I don't know if things are going to work very well. It's, uh, it's going to look kind of rough. The defense is going to look pretty rough. The defense needs a lot of help, man. And it's been a problem for many years now. Like, how, how long have the Falcons' defense been the worst or the biggest concern on that team? Like, it's it's been a concern for way too long. And this year, it's probably going to continue. And unfortunately, with the Dolphins, not Dolphins, with the Falcons just having that uh, big issue that's been going on too much, it's just been getting worse and worse, man. It's been getting worse and worse. So... I don't know. The office could be good. Uh you know, they have some great uh they have some good young uh receivers. Drake London I think was was the their first pick in the draft uh for the for the Falcons obviously. And so they you know, they gave him a chance there. We'll see what he can do there, but he's not going to be the instant superstar or anything. He's going to have a pretty productive year, but Falcons are not going to be anything worthy of a playoff contending team Super Bowl contending team yeah no don't even get me started there that they're not even going in that direction now but I'll just say right now the Falcons are just going to be one of the worst teams in football man it sucks but they just they're, they're projected to not look good to not be good this year so I just have to point that out there man I just have to but yeah, those are my six teams that I think are going to improve and decline for this upcoming season. So again, the improved list, the Broncos, Ravens, Colts, Saints, Eagles, and Dolphins. And then for my decline list, I have the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Titans, the Seahawks, the Patriots, and the Falcons. So yeah, uh, on the next episode, I'm going to do six QBs to improve and and decline. I was going to do that for this episode, but I'll just keep that for the next one. Uh, maybe on Thursday, Friday, maybe the next episode. Um, so yeah, I'll do six quarterbacks to improve and six quarterbacks to decline. I already have the list ready, so I could do it right now if I want to, but we'll just put that for the next episode. Then I'll do top six best teams and top or bottom six worst teams um, entering the season. I have to rank the defenses. I have to rank the QBs and running backs and receivers Um, And then do my regular season predictions, postseason predictions, and then my power rankings before the regular season begins. So I have a couple other things to work on before we start the regular season. But I got 30 days. I got this times three. So we're fine. I have plenty of time to get that done and put all that uh, content out before the regular season begins. Um, 30 days I have exactly. And we're good, man. We're good. But uh, thank you guys for watching today's episode. Uh, Sorry about the whole situation with the last episode, double release, same episode, I'm going to make sure that that's not going to happen again. You know, we're going to take, I'm going to take care of that. So don't worry about it. But um thank you guys for watching this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out. Boom.